Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Thursday, November 3rd. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Leah Mallory. And I'm Jaya Joyce. Now let's see what's what in the city. Election day is right around the corner. The last day for early voting is Sunday, November 6th, and voters can take to the polls on Tuesday, November 8th. In New York, the race for governor is at the top of the ballot with incumbent Governor Kathy Hochul and Republican challenger Lee Zeldin. Governor Hochul will be joined in the city by Vice President Kamala Harris this evening for a Get Out the Vote event. Public advocate Jumani Williams is also hosting an event today. He'll be talking to New Yorkers about the ballot measures they'll be voting on. The New York City Marathon is back. This Sunday, thousands of people who share a passion for running are taking to the streets across the five boroughs. The course spans 26.2 miles beginning in Staten Island and ending on 67th Street in Manhattan. And that's not all. Marathon events start tomorrow with the opening ceremony in Central Park. Spectators are welcome to come out and support runners. For more information, visit the New York Roadrunners website at nyrr.org. Donald Trump is suing Letitia James. Yesterday evening, the former president said he is suing the attorney general for intimidation, harassment, and for allegedly abusing her position against him. Only a few months ago, James filed a $250 million lawsuit against Trump to stop him and his oldest children from doing business in New York. Trump believes that James has had a long-standing bias against him. Even though foreign-born entrepreneurs run 47% of New York City's small businesses, language accessibility is still an issue. The New York City Council Committees on Government Operations, Immigration, and Small Business met yesterday to discuss this. Councilmember Sandra Ong sponsored one bill on the table, Intro Bill 699, which she says will help many business owners understand city regulations. Limited English proficient New Yorkers should not receive second-rate service simply because they speak another language. They deserve the same level of access to government services information as their English-speaking neighbors. Ung's intro bill 699 would increase the number of bi- and multilingual New York City department inspectors and written translations of government-issued documents. The skyline of New York City will be bright tonight. 500 drones are lighting up the sky with a dance to simulate the experience of playing the popular mobile video game Candy Crush. So anyone on a stroll through Lower Manhattan tonight should expect a surreal experience. New York City is starting to get into the holiday spirit. The iconic Rockefeller Ice Rink is opening for the season this Saturday. Tickets are on sale now at RockefellerCenter.com. Music fans can now display the world's top records on their coffee tables. Rolling Stone magazine's new book, 500 Greatest Albums of All Time, hit the shelves this week with the Beatles at number one. And in sports, Kyrie Irving is attempting to extend an olive branch of sorts. WFUV's Colin Loughran has the story and more from across the world of sports. Last night, the Brooklyn Nets, the Anti-Defamation League, and point guard Kyrie Irving released a joint statement in response to Irving's questionable social media post that included a link to a film laden with anti-Semitic tropes. Irving and the Nets will each donate $500,000 additionally. Kyrie's part of the statement read, quote, I oppose all forms of hatred and oppression and stand strong with communities that are marginalized and impacted every day. I'm aware of the negative impact my post towards the Jewish community, and I take responsibility. I do not believe everything said in the documentary was true or reflects my morals and principles. I am a human being learning from all walks of life, and I intend to do so with an open mind and a willingness to listen. 
So for my family and I, we meant no harm to any one group, race, or religion of people and wish only to be a beacon of truth and light. Additionally, Irving and the Nets will donate $500,000 towards anti-hate organizations. Meanwhile, on the diamond, the Houston Astros made history during Game 4 of the World Series against the Philadelphia Phillies. Christian Javier, Brian Abreu, Rafael Montero, and Ryan Presley combined to no-hit the Phillies in Houston's 5-0 win in Game 4 of the series, tying it at two games apiece. It was the third no-hitter in postseason history, two of which have been thrown at Citizens Bank Park, and the second thrown in the Fall Classic. With WFUV Sports, I'm Colin Lochran. Thanks, Colin. There are only 24 lesbian bars left in the country today. Filmmakers Erica Rose and Alina Street want to preserve and protect those remaining queer safe spaces. Part of that initiative includes the Lesbian Bar Project, a three-part documentary series highlighting these bars. WFUV's Megan Oftermat talked to the two co-creators and co-directors about the new show. In the 1980s, there were hundreds of lesbian bars around the country. That number has plummeted, leaving just 24 lesbian bars across the 50 states. One of those bars, Henrietta Hudson, is in Manhattan and featured in the new documentary series, The Lesbian Bar Project. In terms of the impact of the queer community, I think it's telling the stories of the queer community in New York City, especially within our Henrietta Hudson episode. That's Erica Rose, co-creator and director of The Lesbian Bar Project. She told me that the owner of Henrietta Hudson, Lisa Canastrasi, was the perfect person to talk to for this series. With Lisa, Henrietta is in Manhattan, and she is a witness to queer history by, you know, the fact that she's been an owner for the past 31 years. And it isn't just about Henrietta Hudson as a standalone establishment. Part of the specific draw of this bar is that it calls New York City home. Because, uh, you know, New York and Manhattan has been such an enclave for queer culture for decades. Not to say that there still isn't adversity and there still isn't disenfranchisement. Erica's co-creator and fellow director, Alina Street, says that part of that disenfranchisement directly impacts women and lesbian bars. Women don't necessarily have as much money as men to go and spend on alcohol. Women are mothers and they may have to spend more time with their families versus going out all the time. Yeah, that means I'm going to be giving less money to the bar. So I'm going to be, you know, participating less in the business in that way. Income disparity, gender inequality, and lack of representation are all contributing to the disappearance of lesbian bars. But Leah Delaria, executive producer and host of the series, wants to make it clear. We've been telling you for the past two years now that there aren't many lesbian bars left in the U.S. But this isn't a sob story. And it isn't a sob story. The remaining 24 bars, Henrietta Hudson in particular, provide an essential service for the queer community. With New York, I think that because we have become such a safe space for many different types of queer people, the conversation that's happening in Henrietta Hudson is different than the conversation with the bars that are in Oklahoma or Texas or other parts of the country. That conversation in New York is largely about making these spaces available to everyone, especially those who may not have been welcomed in the past. 
I think that now we can talk about what full inclusivity really means, making safe spaces for non-binary people, making safe spaces for trans people, making safe spaces for all people of color. Now that these spaces are finally accessible to all, Erica and Alina say it's essential to protect them. We do need spaces and we are social beings and we're meant to be in rooms where we can spontaneously encounter people and meet people who will change our lives. You can watch The Lesbian Bar Project now on the Roku channel for free. With WFUV News, I'm Megan Oftermat. That was WFUV's Megan Oftermat talking to the co-creators and directors of The Lesbian Bar Project. And that's our show for today. I'm Jaya Joyce. And I'm Leah Mallory. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts.